Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. With people's overall sense of, of happiness in the country. I mean, I, you know, Donald Trump's been a friend of mine for 25 years. And, I, I, and I, I'm always very open about this on my, on my show. But, you know, we'll see whether that's what the country wants i mean what the country country i think is so exhausted uh they're exhausted by the battle uh the constant battle that they they may believe that well maybe it's time to turn the page if we can get someone who has all trump's policies who's not trump so that's getting a fair amount of attention that's laura ingram one of the most popular cable news shows in america on fox and she is as big a trump supporter as there is and, you know, the the night of January 6th, she was uh, on Trump's side, I remember. And so she's never wavered. And her saying this week, you know, it might be time to, to move on. I think the country's exhausted by Trump. So I just wonder, and I don't, I don't have any idea, I just wonder if as a lawyer, and I don't know if she has any sources, if she's just thinking, he's in trouble. I don't know that, but I just wonder. I think that's a good theory. Um, the investigation in the the whole mess in Georgia and Rudy Giuliani being told he's the subject of the investigation, which they do to to make sure they're on solid Fifth Amendment ground. Um, it's like it's 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 similar in a way to the Miranda warning. They can't act like you're not if you are to get you to talk Ah, and and give away your Fifth Amendment rights. That is a very incomplete description of it because I have an imperfect understanding of it. Um, That makes sense. That's kind of the idea. That makes sense, though. 
Yeah, I don't know exactly how it works, and I'm sure you know Tim Sandifer. Somebody could explain it to it, explain it to us, because it's routine in police work that you say, "Hey, we just uh, you know wondered uh, with that guy getting killed down the street. Uh, did you see anything? Where were you Friday night?" Um, so I don't know exactly the legalities yeah. of it, but anyway, that's kind of a, a tangent. Um, there is all sorts of criminal liability revolving around the Steve Bannon uh, planned effort to overturn the election which i've talked about some so the the rudy giuliani was told he's a target of this so your theory about laura your theory about laura ingram is probably correct yeah and but you so you think trump could be in trouble too not just rudy giuliani it's possible i don't know and does that have anything Um, to do with the raid on his house all the president's men go down though I have no idea. It's hard to imagine how that would be related to the raid on his home, the Georgia thing. What would he have that's, you know, and certainly the leaks of it being nuclear documents and everything like that doesn't have anything to do with the the Georgia thing. So Right. And significantly, the Justice Department has said, no, we're not going to unseal any affidavits or anything like that. It would compromise the investigation, blah, blah, blah. So even though you have people on both sides of the aisle saying, hey, we really, really, really need more transparency here, uh, there ain't none coming. So what would the reaction be? I'm not smart enough to know this. What would the reaction be if they did get some stuff about Georgia? With all the claims being, it was about not turning over stuff that belongs to the people and nuclear. This was a leak that turns out to be true. And would that be a problem? I'm sorry, I'm a little confused. What now? <laughs> if it was, if it was a fishing expedition, they claimed uh. all these other reasons. They went in there and found some stuff. It wasn't about January sixth. As uh, McCarthy wrote in National Review, but it was about Georgia. It was still about the big lie, as they call it, um, overturning the election. If if they if they thought, man, there's got to be something there, and they they went on a fishing expedition for other reasons. Yeah, I, I suppose that's possible. I don't I don't know. Uh, there, there's so much misinformation flying around, and the media obviously wants a particular narrative, so they flog that. But it seems pretty unlikely that these two things are going on concurrently, independently, doesn't it? The Georgia thing and raiding his home aren't related, but they tell Giuliani is a target and raid Trump's home in the same week? Uh, it's possible, yeah. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying I know that to be true, but yeah, I think it's possible. Oh, speaking of the media and their narratives. Who's paying yeah. you, George Soros? Oh, Lord. And call me a rhino. Go ahead. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> so... Nora O'Donnell, host of CBS Evening News, the anchor, tweeted, let me flip down, new, according to a DOJ official, the FBI is not in possession of former President Trump's passports. Trump had accused the FBI of stealing his three passports during the search of his Mar-a-Lago home. What was your first thought when you heard that? My first thought was, why do you have three passports? Is that uh, a yeah, thing? I actually thought that, too. Um, I have the answer to that. Okay. But, um, so she goes to the trouble of tweeting that, and I believe it was two hours later, the Justice Department admitted, uh, yes, they were taken uh, in the Florida search. Uh, we shouldn't have them. We didn't mean to have them. We're going to send them back right away. Because that'd be a pretty big deal if they took his passports with the idea that we can't have him leave the country because this is he, he could flee. Obviously, that would be a huge deal. 
Right. But they just right. happened, his passports happened to be in some of the boxes they took, I guess, and so they yeah. gave him back. Yeah, exactly. But the fact that your anchor of the CBS Evening News has a source at the DOJ high enough that she takes their word for it, tweets out that, no, they do not have the passports. And only hours later, the DOJ says, yeah, we do, and we're giving them back. I mean, come yeah, on. That's, uh, that's uh, worth remembering for whatever exciting headline you hear this afternoon. Yeah, well, it's the, part of the problem is it's the era of Insta News. Yep, uh, not that many years ago, you would have waited to confirm that with a second source, and it would have been in the newspaper the next day. Yeah. And by yeah. then, you'd have had it sorted out, but we don't do that anymore. So the three passports, uh, to answer your question and my question originally, number one, it's his expired regular passport, his current regular passport, and his diplomatic passport. What's a diplomatic passport? That's the super special one where you flash it and they have to let you out of jail or not to arrest you or whatever. I want one of those. Oh, I'd love one of those. I would do. I would immediately go to a foreign land you can, and do all sorts of crimes. You can have my expired passport unless I want to keep around a picture of when I was younger and had hair. Uh, I don't really need it. Yeah, yeah. Boy, the diplomatic passport. I'd start with indecent exposure. I mean, obviously. And just <laughs> go from there. Canada, look out. You're the most likely candidate. You're there in, uh, I don't know, name a country, Zimbabwe, and you just want to expose yourself. And you can, because you've got the diplomatic passport. And you park on the sidewalk. Why are you parked on the sidewalk? Because I'm going to that movie. I'm not going to look for a space. I'm just going to park right here in front of the door. Looky here. Diplomatic passport. Now pound sand. So back off, Swedes, or wherever you are. (laughs) Right, exactly. What's the matter, you? Look at the passport. Pull right into the restaurant. When you talk to anybody who lives or works around the U.N. compound in Manhattan, they'll tell you that's not a joke. No. All those diplomats abuse the crap out of it. And we let them. Yeah. Yeah. I want to just give them a little slapping around at least. So. <laughs> talk show host advocates beating diplomats. So. um Barbaric. Briefly, to sum up where we are on the whole Trump home raid thing. Laura Ingram saying that seems like a big deal to me, but I guess time will tell. Yeah, it is. Would she? Actually, the more I think about it, the bigger deal, I think. Would Laura Ingram, who's as big a a Trump supporter and, you know, as, as, um, uh, you know, been a part of his rise and continued power as anybody in media, he, he... all indications are he's going to run for president, and he's the leading likely nominee, and he could beat Biden. You wouldn't think you'd want to go on the air and say, maybe it's time to move past that guy, unless you thought he was over. Yeah, it's interesting. Laura's an interesting person and an interesting host. She, I could name some others that are just completely phony panderers. I don't think she is. She has a conscience. I don't always I don't always agree with her, but I think generally speaking, she's a pretty straight shooter. Um, so her saying that does that give more people who are sympathetic to Trump, voted for Trump, but are exhausted by Trump? Does that give them permission to say that out loud, make it a little safer? I don't know. I was kind of surprised to hear her say that. Oh, you know what? That reminds me. Uh, we've got some really good tape of John Bolton talking about uh, this to do as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says the big of the day yesterday about Trump declassifying things is he he calls it a flat out lie. Hmm. The but he had some harsh words to say about the Department of Justice too. Yes, he did. All on the way. Armstrong.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Today, bipartisan calls for transparency into last week's FBI search of former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. In a letter to the Director of National Intelligence, the top Democrat and Republican on the Senate Intelligence Committee asking for information on the reasoning behind the search and the documents seized beyond what was revealed in the unsealed warrant. So what does this tell me? Well, the question is, I think, can Merrick Garland and the DOJ be more transparent about what the hell they were doing at Mar-a-Lago? And Could to you that qu- be any more transparent? That's exactly the question, yes. And in clip 35, Jonathan Turley has an answer. You know, he can be more transparent here. No, it's not common for affidavits just to be released in uh, early after a raid or in a civil uh, setting or before charges are created. I mean, this is a criminal case. It's ongoing. I can understand the reluctance of the Department of Justice. Uh, but. There's really demands here for a greater degree of responsiveness. You can release parts of this affidavit. It has happened before. But more importantly, you can respond to these concerns. You can answer the questions. Mm. Now, the DOJ, in response, uh, made it clear it opposes the release of anything. Quote, if disclosed, the affidavit would serve as a roadmap to the government's ongoing investigation, providing specific details about its direction, likely course, in a manner that is highly likely to compromise future investigative steps. The fact that this investigation implicates highly classified materials further underscores the need to protect the integrity of the investigation, potential harm, blah, blah, blah. So are they both right there then? So uh, Turley is right that, yeah, they could disclose that, but they're right by saying, yeah, we could, but we're not going to because it might get in the way of this investigation. Yeah, generally, like, uh, here's what he's talking about. You're not going to very early, the day after you raid Tony Soprano's house, you don't say... What we're hoping to do... You're going to find a lot of those white tank tops. That's what they're doing. (laughs) Closets full of them. Uh, You don't say, well, we've raided Tony's house, and we're going to go to Junior Soprano's house, and Polly Walnuts, uh, and we're going to see if we can flip Polly Walnuts to inform it. No, you don't announce all that stuff, and often the affidavit kind of spells that out. Um, and so that's why they don't want to do it, whether it's legit or not, or it's uh, there's such a need for transparency now, I guess is in the eye of the beholder. I think some a little bit of transparency would help. I agree with Turley on that. Uh, John Bolton has had some really interesting comments on both sides of this thing. Let's start with 36, Michael. I think we've got to distinguish between the legal battle that's going on and the political battle. I think the Justice Department position sounds perfectly reasonable on the legal battle, but on the on the political battle, I think they're being overwhelmed by Donald Trump. You know, if we were in a coliseum with two gladiators, uh, one of them Donald Trump, the other Merrick Garland, we'd be about to witness the slaughter of the lambs. That'd be the worst gladiator battle you've ever seen, an old fat man and an old skinny man. <laughs> My money's on the fat guy. Are you entertained? No, 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 I'm not really. I'm really not. No. (laughs) Clip 37, Michael. The Justice Department understandably wants to follow its normal procedures. It's facing an adversary who couldn't care less about the normal procedures. And I do think the department's got to do more here. I know it's hard, but they're still not doing enough to explain why this uh, uh, search warrant was executed and why, why now they don't want to release the affidavit. That's what's interesting about this is you've got people who are certain Trump is 
uh, the worst thing that ever happened to America. So you've got to release the information. And people who are certain he's being railroaded by a corrupt DOJ, so you've got to release the information. That's why both sides are in agreement for different reasons. Right. And what I find refreshing and kind of helpful is that you got a guy who's as harshly critical as Trump. uh, I'm sorry, as harshly critical of Trump as Bolton is saying, but the DOJ's DOJ's got to be more transparent. Sure. You know, I appreciate people, you know, making points on both sides. Yeah, this argument that's going on. It's legit. This argument that's going on at pretty high legal levels in America right now over do you just treat him as a U.S. citizen the same as you would treat anybody else? Because that's what we are, a nation of laws, not men? Or that's crazy. You're going to, as George Will said, royal the country. If the whole country falls apart over this, we haven't gained anything. So I, I find that conversation fascinating. Right, and it, but it's, it's, it is fascinating, and it's complicated. There are layers to it, uh, because Will, George Will is absolutely right. I mean, everything's at a fever pitch right now, and you pull off this unprecedented raid of a former president's home, on secret bases, I mean, then then you don't say what's in the affidavit and the rest of it, and the country's going crazy. On the other hand, and and I always make this clear when the left is doing this, the idea that you would cancel a speaker in a university because the woke student idiots are going to wet their pants that that mean, mean speaker is a conservative was allowed on campus. The presence of angry people doesn't mean you should throw away your principles. So if the, you know, if the Hillary's the legit president crowd is unhinged and idiotic, I'm not in favor of uh, pandering to them. Mm. And if the, if the Trump crowd won't accept anything that's anti-Trump, I think you got to go ahead and royal the nation. But, but it's, it's, Every single one of those questions and like a dozen a dozen others has like nuances to it. You put the shoe on the other foot and I don't find it very comfortable. Well, and then you look at the folks who who are rejecting anything the Justice Department says about Trump and and they cite Peter Strzok, who hilariously was commenting on MSNBC on this story earlier. Do you do you have no sense of irony, MSNBC? Did, did you not understand how hilariously, awfully obscene that is to have Peter Strzok commenting on whether the FBI can be trusted? But yeah, people on the Trump side of the coin have enormous, they have a list of reasons to distrust the, F, the FBI and the DOJ, and they're right. My current vote would be you do not royal the nation and follow the letter of the law, unless it's something really big. And we still don't know that yet. And I say, royal me, baby. You better Let's not get just to be, royaling. You better not just be retaining boxes of stuff nobody cares about. Right. Armstrong. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity. For yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve 
with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In my judgment, President Biden has stepped on every rake in the yard. I don't, I don't mean to be unfair, but it's been cringeworthy. Uh, I don't think the American people hate President Biden. I certainly don't. But I think a majority of the voters in our country at this juncture think he would be he would be better off selling catheters on late night TV than serving as president of the United States. That's true. International pressure. That's the colorful senator from Louisiana, John Kennedy, who I think spends most of his time crafting phrases like that one. Although uh, the selling catheters on late night TV is getting all the attention, the he's stepped on every rake in the yard is pretty good too. That is yeah. from a sideshow well, I- Bob standpoint. Often I find John Kennedy's quirkily homespun act tiring, but that was pretty funny. (laughs) I got a couple of things for you before we get to monkey butlers or restaurant robots or whatever it was I was going to talk about. Robot monkeys. They've uh, announced how monkeypox spreads. Do you want to hear it? It's a little gross. Oh, not really. I think I know enough. Well, do you want people to be able to avoid monkeypox or not? I care about our listeners. Uh, it transmits most efficiently when lesions come into contact with mucous membranes, including in the genitals, anorectal areas, or the mouth or throat. So as long as you don't have any of those orify in contact with someone who's got the MP, you're probably okay. Hey, you have the first uh, human-to-dog uh, transmission of the MP in Paris. I think it's got to be that your dog will lick you. Ah, uh, Paris in summertime, when the flowers are blooming and dogs are spreading monkeypox to humans, or vice versa. <laughs> vice versa. Man's best friend. Well, that's no way to treat your dog. Give it the MP. I mentioned this earlier. I love it. The FDA is going to allow hearing aids to be made available over the counter, and they think this is going to make the devices much cheaper and more wildly widely available. Right now, if you've had a family member have to do the hearing aid thing like my dad has so that he could hear his grandkids um it's ridiculous
ridiculously expensive. I mean, well, criminally expensive. I mean, it's just there's no reason it needs to cost that much. They're just charging that much because they can because you can't get them in any other way. And as soon as companies can start to compete for over the counter, you're going to see. I think the hearing aids are going to go from four figures to low threes. I'll bet. Oh yeah, you're absolutely correct. As a uh, alleged music guy, mostly formerly, uh, they have in-ear monitors that are small, unobtrusive, and yield fantastic audio quality at a fraction of what you'd pay for a quote-unquote hearing aid. Yeah, good hearing aids, two, three, four, five thousand dollars, depending on how good you ones you want. No reason at all they need to cost that much. So that's good news. And if they're over the counter, you'd be able to be like getting uh, eyeglasses. You go, you try out a bunch of ones. Which ones ever fit right or? You like the sound of them, you buy those. Yeah, that'll be good for everybody. Yeah, except for the hearing aid stores, which are making money hand over fist. Big Aid has been in control of this for a long time. Yeah. And then my other tech story is this. I tweeted out a picture of me at a restaurant the other day. It was, it's a very um, well-respected new sushi place. But I've found that the more well-respected the sushi place is, the less I like it. So I guess I'm not a real sushi fan. Hmm. I, I like, I, I think I kind of like dumbed down a little bit sushi. The super, it smells like bait sushi stuff that is usually more expensive and well-respected, yes. not really my thing. You're a grocery store sushi guy. Well, That's on brand. I, I do eat <laughs> grocery store sushi. I prefer restaurant sushi, but not ah. the super fishy bait stuff. Hmm. Anyway, huh. this place had a robot, first place restaurant I've been to that had a robot going around with a, a flat head. Dad owns a liquor store, that old joke. But, um, Gee, <laughs> you know, I considered making reference to that old joke in past because I have some restraint. <laughs> the robot, it looked like R2-D2 with a flat head. And and it brought around drinks and entrees and stuff like that. And I, I guess that's the future or something like that. Alex actually worked at a restaurant where they had the monkey butler or the, the, the restaurant robot. robot. But that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Rest, robot, get, monkey, whatever. I get what? monkey butlers and restaurant robots mixed up all the time. One of them will give you the pox. The other won't. So <laughs> how well did the restaurant robot work out, the restaurant you worked at? It's now out by the dumpster. We despised it because I could stand there talking to a table, waiting a bar, and up comes this plucky little R2-D2 with the flat face, and it can't get by me. It sensors, sense my very large posterior, it can't get around me, so it starts making a sound, get whatever obstruction is out of the way. It just, it didn't work the right way. We finally unplugged it. We put it out back out of its misery. Hmm. So, uh, my commentary yesterday was it seemed to me to be more of a novelty than a help at this point. It was just, it was kind of cool, and everybody got their phones out and videotaped it, but it it certainly didn't just looking at it seem like it was more efficient than, of course, you don't have to pay it. You don't have to give it any health care. You can call it by any pronoun you want. It's not going to complain. It's slower than a human, though. It it trucks along, and yeah, yeah, get your food or drink eventually, but if I've got 14 tables, this thing running entrees to one of them isn't going to help. I was just going to say, not to establish my down-to-earthy cred or anything like that, but both my wife and I have worked in food service. We have worked in retail. Uh, We have worked in sweaty, hard jobs that give you big arms, but you're exhausted at the end of the day. Um, And if you watch a good waiter, a good busser in action... 
they can accomplish so much so quickly. The idea that some little novelty R2-D2 is going to deliver anything, that's just ridiculous. But we're seeing kind of the first generation of it, right? I had the first generation Roomba, and it sucked. It was way more work to set up your house Mm-hmm. to use the Roomba yeah. than to use the Roomba. But I understand the more recent generations are pretty good. And I just wonder if that's going to happen with the uh, the monkey butler here. Robot. Yeah, there are no monkeys here, Jack. I don't... When you go to the zoo with your kids, do you say, look, a robot, when the, you're at the freaking monkey cage? <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't get a you. A robot starts throwing its feces at you. That um, would be odd. Uh, so, but it was... But it was a pretty cool novelty, I'm guessing, right? Did the, the customers liked it? The customers loved it. They'd take photos out because yeah. it, it, we gave it a name. It was Rita, because um, this place happened to be known for margaritas. Mm-hmm. So it, a Mexican it, woman's name, nice, you, great. I'm going straight to HR with that one. Good. Didn't have any pronouns <laughs> that I know of, but uh, it would sing "Happy Birthday" to you at a table and bring out the dessert. So that's something that we didn't have to do. And I'll let you know as a server, we don't really want to sing "Happy Birthday" to you, oh. uh, but we do. I hate to pull back the curtain too much, but we don't. <laughs> I. I never did. As a diner, I don't want it sung at me. And as somebody in the dining room, I don't want to hear it sung at somebody else. Can we end this? Can we have a national referendum, please, of the whole singing happy birthday at a restaurant? I half a dozen times have had people had birthdays sung to them when it wasn't their birthday. Just to embarrass them. It's fantastic. <laughs> and I gotta go grab five co-workers to come sing yeah. you happy birthday. It takes us away from what we're doing. It only really, service down. only really counts if you put a sombrero on their head. Really make a spectacle out of it. <laughs> then you know it's sincere. Right? <laughs> the well, sombrero to me is the hat of sincerity. So you unplugged R2-D2, Rita, and now she is out in the... Out uh, by the dumpster. Okay. I assume she's waiting for the bus to take her to the next restaurant where they will gladly accept her. Well, yep. uh, like mocking a lot of new technology, though, um, it clearly is not ready for prime time, just like the Roomba, but it is coming, and it will be. It will, and and this pisses me off, it doesn't have to be as good as servers, to Joe's argument, because they won't care. You know, every effing business I call used to be a human being would answer and treat me well. But that is as dead as the dinosaur, and no company cares, and they use their stupid AI system that says, I'm sorry, did you say you wanted accounts? No, I didn't effing say I wanted accounts, you bastard! <laughs> because, oh, oh my god, the explosive anger, folks. They don't work very well, but they keep using them, and that's what's going to happen with the robots. So eventually the robots will be cheaper than hiring Alex, and um, and we'll have one, and every restaurant will have one, and, and uh, it'll just be the way it was, and service will get suckier. It's like my, I was telling my son about gas stations. They're suckier than they used to be. You used to go to the gas station, and somebody would come out and uh, check the oil and the, your, the air in your tires and be nice to you and clean your windows, and you had a little conversation and say, hey, I'm hearing a weird sound. You might want to mind if I look at that, and that's gone. That's gone. Yeah. Things are worse. Things just keep getting worse. The end. <laughs> wow, folks. Come for the rage, stay for the inability to differentiate robots from monkeys. It's just it's a tough work environment, I tell you that. And the nihilism. Uh, young Alex, our behind-the-scenes producer. Well done, Alex. And speaking of uh, producers of the Armstrong and Getty Show, longtime listeners might be uh, slightly amused or touched to know I had a text exchange with Positive Sean 
around the final, final episode of Better Call Saul. Mm. It was delightful to chat, at least in print, uh, with the lad, and he, he says he's doing great. So that's nice to hear. And I, you know, honestly, I miss our conversations about, oh, yeah. you know, Better Call Saul. And Absolutely. he was an avid, avid consumer of popular culture and, and, and a, just a really pleasant dude in a lot of ways. But, so anyway, he says, hey. But tell me I'm wrong because I don't think I am. Robot butlers won't be as good as humans, but that's what we'll get. Just like calling yeah. customer service. Yeah, it'll be worse but cheaper. Yeah. Maybe. And we'll all just get used to it, and the next generation won't remember anything any different. Just like Alex probably has never, you know, called customer service and had uh, a human being answer the phone and treat you nice because you just, you know, the next generation gets used to everything sucking. Again, yeah. my nihilism and rage mm-hmm. and can't tell monkeys from. Com- computers. Uh, it's, just, it's just the beginning of the list. We'll, we'll finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Another bus from Texas arrives in New York City. This one with 52 migrants on board. But at least one New York City official believes some migrants wanted to go to a different city. It's a political tactic of his. You know, unfortunately, it involves human beings, which makes this very uh, morally corrupt. So, man, you talk about it. Well, I guess it's not a Rorschach test. Uh, It's just your point of view. Um, you either think this is awesome that a bunch of politicians who are cool with illegal immigration are getting a taste of what it's like, 
or you think it's awful what they're doing. I was looking at the Washington Post. Uh, we, if you didn't catch on to what's going or you haven't heard this for the last couple of weeks, the governor of Texas is sending busloads of people who come across the border. He puts them on a bus and sends them to New York. And D.C. And yeah, D.C. I think Arizona's doing it, too. Washington Post, Perspective. In the 19th century, Americans dumped poor migrants overseas. Now some governors are shipping them off to other states. Well, I see a pretty big difference between sending them overseas cow. To, to some completely different country that they didn't want to be in as opposed to the country they wanted to be in, or you just go into a different state in the greatest country on earth. So what's the, what's the harm there? Because your local area and state are completely overwhelmed. The whining in Nate Foy's report on special report was so good. You heard some of it there. Uh, let's play clip number 91, Michael. Fox News has exclusive video inside these buses, as the Texas official in charge emphatically denies forcing migrants on them. Absolutely not true. The migrants that have been released by the federal authorities to the non-governmental agencies here voluntarily get on these buses that are bound for New York and for Washington, D.C. Chief Nimkid says every bus is inspected by the Texas Department of Public Safety and is packed with four days' worth of food and water for 50 people. Every time the buses come back, we see leftover food and water on these buses. Yeah, some of the uh, Democrats, the mayors, uh, and, and folks who say, yeah, these people, sometimes they get here and they're thirsty and, and hungry. And Texas is like, no, we load the buses up and they always come back with extra. So cut it out. So former Governor Patterson, I can't find the story. I captured it over the weekend in my phone somewhere. He was the governor of New Jersey? Um, Democrat. He thinks this is brilliant. He said, you know, I don't like it, but it's brilliant. Yeah, I would agree. It, I would agree. What the, what, what, lo, you don't, there's no good logical argument against it. That's why they're making up crap like they show up with no water. Right. Mayor Adams in New York, the jury's still out on him. He had a comment. Go ahead, Michael. 92. But New York City Mayor Eric Adams believes some migrants are agreeing to board these buses under duress. I think that any of us... Uh, after 45 hours traveling, uh, being um, uh, the Texas governor being disingenuous about you know what was the destination, what was happening. Mm, yeah, that was just a bunch of words, including one you made up. Uh, that really wasn't <laughs> like an opinion, man. And finally, what do the leaders of Texas think of all this whining? Today in New York City, Congressman Lee Zeldin, who's running for governor, said more is needed from the Biden administration. And Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick has a warning for big Democrat-run cities. Look out your window. You might see a bus coming to you one day in the future. And the buses are going to keep coming. Texas officials confirm multiple buses right now are coming to New York City. But for the safety of the migrants on board, they would not tell us when those buses will arrive. Yeah. I, I think it's it's hilarious and effective and brilliant, and uh, I just I can only admire the chutzpah of Texas in particular for doing this. You think it's so grand to have literally the record number of people pour across the border? I mean, by it's millions, a couple of million people. You think that's lovely? You house them, you feed them, you medicate them. Why is Texas in charge? Just because we're geographically at the border? That's an insane way to work it. It's a federal issue. Go get them, Texas. Yeah, and the idea that, well, you have to put up with the misery because you just happen to be on the border of another country. 
we don't have to put up with it because we're not on the border of another country. It's a it's an odd argument. No bueno. Border Patrol agents have made about 1.82 million arrests at the southern border so far in the fiscal year, which ends, which runs from October to the end of September. Uh, it beats the crazy-ass record from last year, which was 1.66 million. And there are two months left. Holy cow. Yeah, it's already built, beat the CAR. And right. uh, two months to go. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. Michelangelo, our technical director. First, Michael. I could not work for an employer that just watches my keystrokes or watches me constantly. I'm not a child. I'm an adult, and I just I couldn't take it. I'd quit. Yeah, amen to that. Young Alex is the, our behind-the-scenes producer. We constantly have him on camera to make sure he never rests. Alex, a final thought? I've been awake for three days straight. Uh... We just recently talked about the robot waiter and how much I lament it. The reason I think I lament it so much is because when I wait tables, when I wait bar, I love seeing that satisfaction of providing great service to you. And I think when we do that, you're taking away that part of the experience. Yeah, I would agree. Jack, final thought? Trump's going to have a good day today if the polls hold up the way uh, they look like they're going to. The number of races happening, and he's had a, a quite a few good weeks with these various primaries the idea that trump has lost his hold or is not the odds on favorite to get the nomination that uh, those those reports came too soon yeah amen to that absolutely true uh my final thought was we read you part of a uh, hilariously sarcastic article about woke food lovers griping about cultural appropriation in cooking if there was any thought more perverse than you taste something and you like it, so you try to cook it yourself and that makes you a bad person? Or you think, wow, these Asian ingredients would be super good on a hamburger, let's try it. And that's somehow wrong. You people are insane. Get the help you so richly need. Armstrong and Getty, wrapping up another grueling for our workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all sorts of clicks under hot links for you, including the uh, New York Post piece about the uh, woke food lovers garbage. Uh, you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, grab the podcasts if you like. There's a link. Uh, and also uh, gets you some A&G swag, hat, t-shirt, that sort of thing. Liz Cheney's going to lose today. Sarah Palin's going to win. See you tomorrow. God bless America. I'm strong and getty. I can't speak for everybody else, but... It's 100 on the crazy meter. Don't you think that's a little odd? Yeah. It's true. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Gun. Get the hell out of here! Well... Okay. So, let's go out with a bang. Lecturing Hispanic people themselves that they ought to say Latinx, which is a stupid-ass term. Shut your stuffed-with-esquites pile hole, you hypocritic, woke idiot! On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.